Ellis. And then swept out to center. Here comes Arvidsson. Arvidsson in front. Johansson. He scores! Penalty shot in OT. This game's over! Philip Forsberg! My sister looks cute and her braces and boots. I have a little grease in her hair. Saturday night's all right for hockey Predators fans and welcome into yet another preview of a Central Division matchup as we're led in by Elton John Saturday night's all right for fighting as the Predators on a six game losing streak trying to get things turned around go up to St. Louis to take on the defending Stanley Cup champions and the red-hot St. Louis Blues, who currently sit atop the Central Division, coming off a big win Thursday night and bringing back the old 90s jerseys that they wore in the days of Brett Hall and Wayne Gretzky when they were with the Blues. But the Predators, again, looking to get things back on track after a slow month of November, after starting pretty strong in October, and we'll get to the stats for both teams and the player statistics that we'll highlight as well. So starting for Nashville, they sit sixth in the Central Division, uh, just one point ahead of last place in the Central, the Minnesota Wild, a team that Nashville has had the number of this year so far, but it hasn't been promising in November for Nashville. Their last win coming against Detroit a couple weeks back on that uh four-game road stand, and then since then, it's been a downfall after that tough 9-4 to loss to the Colorado Avalanche. They'll look to get things back on track, but they're going to have a tough test tonight. The defending Stanley Cup champions and the St. Louis Blues, who have been red hot despite having no star player in Vladimir Tarasenko, who's been out with injury uh, for quite some time with the Blues. They sit first in the Central at 14. 14-4-5 on 33 points, so a 12-point gap between the two teams as the Predators look to get something turned around under Peter Laviolette. Will Kyle Turris be back in the lineup? We're yet to see. Uh, Steve Santini was sent down to Milwaukee yesterday. Uh, an interesting uh, resend. I thought Santini did okay with Nashville, but not the best. But it'll be interesting to see if number eight's back in the lineup for the Predators. But let's go to the last time out. Uh, I was at the game Thursday, a tough loss for the Predators against Vancouver, which was highlighted by a lack of a penalty kill for Nashville, as five of the six Vancouver goals came on the power play, and the sixth goal, the empty netter, was a shorthanded goal for Vancouver. Nashville just didn't take some smart penalties, uh, took some really bad penalties. There's never a smart penalty. Actually, there's the occasional smart penalty, as my coaches have told me, but some of them were just not the best moves. I, Craig Smith had a really bad slash. Victor Arvidsson with a high stick as well. That cost the Predators in the end, and I know there were some missed calls on Vancouver. Debatable call that uh, Tyler Myers should have definitely, in my opinion, gotten a five in a game for that sucker punch to Philip Forsberg. But here's the thing, and we don't talk about this often, 
but that penalty kill needs to be addressed. Because if you look at the penalty kill, if they take away all the penalties that they had in that game, the Predators were up would be up 3-1. to one. Now you could possibly take away the empty net goal, and I know that doesn't mean much, and you're probably like, Sam, why are you saying this? The Preds looked pretty solid 5-on-5. Five five. They just ran into yet another hot goaltender, and I'm not going to lie, November seems to be Preds find the hottest goaltender at the moment, as Jacob Markstrom looked pretty solid in net last night for Vancouver, as did Thatcher Demko back when they were in Vancouver not too long ago. So the Preds have just run into some really good goaltending lately for the opposition. So, And they're going to have a tough matchup tonight, as I will get into the goalies in a little bit. But um, it was not the best PK. I think there were some good penalty kill efforts going. But Vancouver's just got so many good weapons, and the Predators just needed to stay out of the box, and they took too many penalties. And Vancouver uh, made them pay for that as they dropped their sixth in the row. On the other end of the spectrum, the St. Louis Blues had a big 5 to nothing win against another team who's struggling in the Western Conference as well. The Calgary Flames were also on a six-game losing streak in the Pacific Division, and the Blues debuted their 90s throwback jerseys, which, honestly, I thought those were really cool, and uh, goalie Jordan Bennington paid tribute to uh, Curtis Joseph uh, in net with his pads and his mask. A uh, 5 to nothing win for St. Louis at home. Really cool to see those jerseys back. I like all the old throwback alternates coming back. Hey, Nashville, let's get something back. Maybe the, those old uh, Navy jerseys that they had not too long ago, or I wouldn't be opposed to seeing the Mustards come back for a game or two. But um, the Blues, a big 5 to nothing win to extend their margin uh, in the Central Division uh, with that 5 to nothing win over Calgary. So let's get into the stats here really quick. Uh, nothing has changed for the Predators' leading scorers, as I continue to say, uh, but there has been a guy that's now jumped into a tie for second. So Roman Yossi continues to be a point-per-game player. He had a beautiful assist on Ryan Johansson's goal to open the scoring in that game against Vancouver. That's a world-class... He, I think Joey said it was a world-class play by a world-class player, something along the quote he said in his post-game interview. Yossi, seven goals, 14 assists for 21 points in 21 games played. Matt Duchesne now finds himself in a tie for second. Uh, he got his sixth goal of the year in that last game. 11 assists, 17 points in 20 games played. Ryan Ellis still tied with him. Three goals, 14 assists for 17 points in 21 games played. Now for the Blues. As I talked about, there's been no Vladimir Tarasenko, but no problem. It's been led by an interesting name, though, if you ask me. David Perron leads the team in scoring right now with 10 goals, 11 assists for 21 points and 23 games played. Uh, Braden Shin just behind him with 11 goals, 9 assists for 20 points and 23 games played. And Ryan O'Reilly, who has 5 goals, 15 assists for 20 points in uh, 23 games played. So the Blues are 
are getting production from all over. And you just go below them, Alex Petrangelo with 18 points and Jaden Schwartz with 17 points. And then Oscar Sundquist is still tied with Tarasenko and Perenko on points, and he's only played 10 games. Um, but they're still getting good production from all over the ice. They have a really strong defense. They added Justin Falk in the offseason, but he hasn't had as big an impact with the Blues. Only six points in 23 games played. But those top three have been dangerous for St. Louis this year as now we'll get to the goaltending matchup. And this is where St. Louis has been really strong as of late. Um, but for the Preds, Pecorine, who's continued to struggle uh, for the first time, a new stat for him. He's 8-4-2. His goals against average has gone past three for the first time this season. Uh, 3.06 goals against average and a .889 save percentage. UC Soros, who came in relief for him in the third period. And actually, actually, I thought he played pretty well. He did not give up a goal. That was an empty netter that got scored while he was uh, pulled for the extra attacker. 1-5-1 uh, one, one with a 3.34 goals against average and a .88 save percentage for Soros. Again, nothing is announced yet until the Preds and the Blues put out their lineups. I would think in this case you still have to go with Pekka and just hope he can you know, feel the puck early and maybe settle in, but the defense has really got to help Pekka. There's just been some bad puck luck for Nashville. There were two goals. The last two goals Pekka gave up in that Vancouver game were just slow rollers that bounced off one of the Preds and players in front and just nothing he could do about it. So hopefully things can turn around for Pekka. But on the other side... I, I'm running out of words to describe this kid that's in net for the Blues. It's Jordan Bennington, uh, who was a rookie goalie who basically led St. Louis back and won a Stanley Cup. I mean, that's pretty impressive, and the numbers this year have backed it up that it was not a fluke. 11-3-4 for uh, Jordan Bennington. He's played 18 of their 23 games. That's pretty impressive to have that record and only a 2.19 goals against average and a .926 save percentage. And he's played almost 1,100 minutes so far this year. That's, that's phenomenal. And he has one shutout. Uh, he's made 500 saves in total. I'm running out of words to describe how good Jordan Bennington is in net. You've watched guys like Andre Vasilevsky. You still see Mark andre Fleury do it. When Pekka's on his game, he can do it. But this is a young, up-and-coming kid in Jordan Bennington who's got a Stanley Cup to his name, and he's only twenty, and he's 26 years old. Um, he was a 2011 third-round pick, so he's been in the Blues system for quite some time but just really bursted onto the scene. I mean, he played in 2015-2016, and, you know, he didn't he didn't play again until last year, and he wins a Stanley Cup. And, he, and in the regular season, he was 24-5-1 with a 1.89 goals against average and a .927 save percentage. That's just phenomenal. I, I can't get over those stats for Bennington. Uh, Jake Allen's the backup, who he had his moments with St. Louis, but really started to struggle uh, as of late. Uh, but 
Five games played, three one and one, so still pretty solid from Allen as a backup when Bennington needs rest. Three point one nine goals against average, not the best in a point eight nine three save percentage, but still um, he's made. 133 saves and it's only played 301 minutes so uh i i can give you a fair assumption jordan bennington's probably going to be in the net for one of these games again it's going to be a home and home with the blues uh if not both um it'll be interesting to see which way the preds go over these next two days so my players to watch and I dread making these picks every week for the opposition because, again, Pedersen had a goal and an assist in that last game. But Duchesne did get a goal. Um, I've got to go with the guy that won the Conn Smythe Trophy uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals as the playoff MVP, uh, Ryan O'Reilly. Five goals, 13 assists for 20 points. Again, not the most goals, but a lot of good, uh, a lot of assists for O'Reilly. Leads the team in assists, as a matter of fact. He since he got traded to St. Louis, he was a good player in Colorado. Um, went to Buffalo, really struggled. The Sabers just—I don't think he was the right fit in Buffalo. Again, Buffalo's kind of been in this long rebuild with guys like Jack Eichel, Rasmus Dahlin, uh, Casey Middlestad, and Sam Reinhart. But again, it was O'Reilly just didn't seem to fit. And then he gets traded to St. Louis and goes on and wins the Conn Smythe in a Stanley Cup. Um, but I really like O'Reilly's game. He's very underrated, like I said about Mark Shifley, for what he does. And I think last season people saw how good he actually is. Uh, so number 90 for the St. Louis Blues, Ryan O'Reilly, my player to watch. And for Nashville, we need him to get back to where he was on that road trip again. Talking about number nine, Scoresburg. Philip Forsberg, my player to watch. Nine goals, six assists for 15 points and 15 games played. The Preds could really use Forsberg uh, to get back uh, on his scoring ways. And I said that about Duchesne. I've said that about guys like Johansson. Johansson and Duchesne both got a goal last game. Yarncroc's been picking up a lot of the slack with Benino for the depth. And I think Forsberg's done a good job this year as Arvidsson really hasn't had the greatest start so far. And you haven't seen Granlin producing as much. But I would like to see Philip Forsberg possibly get a spark in this team. If he can get something going and this team can follow, I think Forsberg could be a real leader here and maybe get this game on the right track. It's going to be a tough matchup against the Blues. No question. Uh, 33 points so, so far this season at 14-4-5. and five. They're, they're no team to, to mess with or to underestimate. They are the defending Stanley Cup champions, and they're proving they could win back-to-back, uh, much like the Penguins did a couple years ago. So again, Forsberg, my player to watch for the Predators. Ryan O'Reilly, my player to watch for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, so tonight... Up in St. Louis, 7 o'clock. Should be a really good game. Again, the Blues always a fun team to watch play. They will be without Tarasenko, but it hasn't mattered to this team as they've continued to be really strong in a tough central division. Um, again, you can follow us on all of our pages at Penalty Box Radio. Uh, you can check out our website, PenaltyBoxRadio.com. We'll have plenty of people covering the Preds game. Also, we have some reporters out covering college hockey and some ECHL games as well. Uh, 
Jack Woods with the ND Fuel, Abigail Martins down with MTSU. Um, so some good coverage going there as they've been doing updates on their games as well. Uh, I might be able to tweet a little bit. I've actually got a men's league game uh, tonight, so I'll keep my eyes on the score for a little bit and try to give my thoughts throughout the game. But again, 7 o'clock, Blues versus Predators at the Enterprise Arena up in St. Louis, Missouri. My players to watch, Philip Forsberg for the Predators and Ryan O'Reilly for the St. Louis Blues. And I've just got one more thing to say, and I will always end my previews with it. Let's stay strong, Smashville, and go Preds.